0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 16th, 2020. My name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic the Magic's earned edition jerseys might be out and we might finally getting an homage to the Magic's second best jersey set. We all know what the first one is, but uh, a long overdue homage to one of the Magic's better jerseys that they've had in their history. Well, really, they've only had two good jerseys in their history, so the other one is getting some much-needed love. We'll talk about why that is long overdue. We'll also talk about the latest from Orlando Magic practice as the team tries to get back uh, and bounce back from Sunday's loss and prepare for this weekend's final two preseason games. And I'll talk a little bit more about uh, the Magic's margin for error, and it's something I know I've talked about on this podcast before, but I do want to touch on it again a little but more, especially after what we saw this weekend. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Charlotte Hornets as the Magic gets set to play the Hornets? Check out Locked On Hornets. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College too there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for Locked On in the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting, limited-edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. The Orlando Magic got back to practice on Tuesday after taking the day off Monday, coming home from Atlanta on Sunday. Um, And it was obviously a practice coming off of a disappointing effort, off of an effort that... Steve Clifford called the worst day of camp so far um, and, and an effort that was not up to the Magic standards. Uh, and we talked a lot about that that game on, on yesterday's episode, but in summary, I would say that the Magic didn't really play cohesively, especially with how cohesively they played in Friday's game. Um, they didn't take kind of the next step. And, and I always say this about the preseason— the preseason is really about getting ready for the regular season. The final result of a game does not matter. Um, it's about processes and less about results. Results matter in a week. They don't matter necessarily today. And we are actually one week away from the start of the NBA, of the Magic's season on December 23rd. But, um, but what we saw uh, was a team on Sunday that, you know, was... If if what the magic were running was on a scale of one to ten, and regular season you need to be at about a seven or an eight, you know, depending on the opponent, probably a ten. But this was like a three or a four, and I would say that um, Friday was like a five or a six. Um, if that if that makes any sense, the magic were not super uh, cohesive. They were not super um, uh, uh, together. The, the ball wasn't zipping around. It wasn't moving around. Um, it was, you know, not—I wouldn't call it a, a necessarily poor effort. Um, I think the Magic did do some good things. I don't think it was a complete loss. Um, but overall, defensively, they were late. They were not super engaged in the game. They were just kind of—it felt like a preseason game. Uh, unfortunately, you only have four of these things, so there's, this is time lost. And I think that's more the disappointment more than anything else, is that this was time lost rather than anything else. That the Magic had an opportunity to work on things, and they largely just kind of dropped the ball and punted on the game, which which they cannot afford to do. No one can afford to do this with just two preseason games left. The Magic cannot afford to do this. So Steve Clifford said, you know, he thought that the energy in practice on Tuesday was good. Um, that the team came in really focused. You know, he said, you know, he said this several times that that he believes. You know, the one thing that he does know about the team is that they want to get better. That they are that they work hard to get better. It's Translating that into games, into kind of consistent effort. And, you know, frankly, I I would probably say this: you know, it's training camp. There might have been a little bit of fatigue. There might have been a little bit of mental strain. There just might have been, you know, first road trip, too. Like, I I think there's a lot, there might have been a lot more going on than people probably want to admit, or certainly a coach would want to admit. So, again, preseason, I'm not going to freak out over a bad performance. I, I honestly didn't think it was that bad. Obviously it was a regular season game, it would be extremely disappointing because it was it would be it would have been a game that the Magic could have won and the Magic should have won and the Magic put themselves in a position to win. You know, the, if you fall if you give up a 19 0 run, you're doing something very, very wrong. Um, but if you're coming back from that 19 0 run and tying the game, you're doing something right. And, and so, you know, honestly, I, I know I had some people who were just overreacting a little bit to preseason results. I told them honestly, you know, my takeaway is the Magic can play poorly against a, an Atlanta Hawks team that a lot of people are worried about and, and still be okay. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that, you know, there is a silver lining there. The Magic didn't play well on Sunday and they honestly still had a chance to win the game. They just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't make the shots that they needed to. And if it was just about making or missing shots, I think we could have lived with it, especially in the preseason. But because it was an effort and intention to detail stuff and this kind of, kind of uh, um, intention and, and, and focus and energy That's stuff that's unforgivable, and I think that's really what the focus was uh, coming into practice on Tuesday. Um, again, not a lot coming out of practice on Tuesday, you know. I think, uh, I I, I think, you know, everyone's just kind of ready for this thing to get going, and certainly a lot of us are interested to see this team in person or on the Amway center floor on Thursday. Um, the big piece of news though that came out of practice on Tuesday is Steve Clifford said. Terrence Ross did participate fully in practice. They didn't do a ton. He said that they mostly worked in the half court, doing a lot of half court work uh, and, and contact drills there. So not a lot of getting going up and down. He says they're going to do that a little bit more on Wednesday, uh, heading into Thursday's game, and then they're going to kind of prepare again for Saturday's game and, and take Sunday off before preparing for the beginning of the regular season. So there, there was certainly so that's certainly good news that Terrence Ross could be back soon. I'll explain why that's a big deal coming up later on in the show. Um, but Terrence Ross is expected to play at some point this weekend. Um, it'll depend on how he feels coming into Wednesday and, again, how he feels Thursday. Um, but it is expected that Terrence Ross will play and certainly will be ready by the start of the regular season. I remember he broke his toe or had a hairline fracture in his toe um, and that was causing him some discomfort. But uh, even Ross said it wasn't enough. That probably would have kept him from playing. If, if this were April or May and a playoff game, Ross probably would have played through that injury, um, but it's preseason, so there's no reason to push it and get him get him out of whack. Uh, again, the Magic seem pretty pleased with their rookies. You know, uh, Nikola Vucevic had, had an interesting line that kind of jives with stuff that Evan Fournier has said. That you know, Chumo Kiki, um, You know, I think a, I heard I had a lot of fans who were disappointed that he didn't play as much. Um, I think a lot of it is they're still easing him back into playing basketball again and easing him back into playing competitive basketball again. And some of it is, frankly, you know, Chumokiki's still got to gain a lot more confidence. Um, and it's just confidence in himself. It's not his ability, it's not anything else. It's confidence in himself. And, and obviously, playing is going to help a lot with that. I would expect him to play hopefully a little bit more um, coming into these final preseason games. And certainly, you want to see him on the floor as part of the regular rotation once the season begins. Um, but a lot of it right now is just about building confidence in himself again. Um, you know, Nikola Vucevic said, you know, anytime Chuma makes a good play, um, you know, the guys are really excited for him. And, you know, they do like him. Um, you know, they, they do think he can be a very good player and help this team out. Um, but it's it, it's still kind of building those little moments, like Vucevic said. Um, Okiki had a nice dunk in practice on Tuesday, uh, and and he kind of took him aside and and, and kind of encouraged him from there um, as as a team captain. So it's it's building up those little moments, like Okiki having that putback in Friday's game or hitting a couple threes over the weekend. Those little moments are going to matter a lot. But you know, Vucevic said Okiki's kind of a shy guy. It's a little bit more difficult to get him out of his shell. Um, playing more is going to do that, uh, and, and and I think that's. That's a really big step for a young player, is just believing and knowing that you can play at this level, especially as a rookie. Uh, and with these rookies not having the benefit of a full offseason, um, there's there's definitely a lot more challenges for them to face and a lot more uncertainty for them to face. I mean, Cole Anthony, we can clearly see he is confident. That dude believes he can play. And again, that's step one. I often tell people this all the time. Um, to, to be a professional athlete, you got to have a little bit of an ego. Um, you know, I, I joke around a lot about Jonathan Isaac, especially that if he had Nico, he would have been the number one pick in that draft. I'm, I, I still kind of believe that, uh, although Jason Tatum is is kind of proving that wrong. But um, you got to have you got to have a little bit of uh, inflated self confidence to play at this level, and, and obviously that's something you got to build. Um, Evan Fournier said last week. Uh, you know, about Chuma Okiki, you know, so much of with Chuma is just having confidence again and, and, and having the confidence to be aggressive and assertive. Uh, and a lot of that's just, you know, Kiki's still kind of, I think, feeling out his body and, and what he can do and what he's comfortable doing. And again, that's going to come in time. Um, you know, I, I was impressed with Okiki. Um, you know, I, I, I would say that I thought he'd be further along or I was hoping he'd be further along because I'm really, really high on him. Um, But he did do some nice things, and obviously he's kind of learning everything on the fly. Again, not a lot coming out of practice on Tuesday. What did come out on the internet, though, was a potential leak of the Magic's earned edition jerseys, and they pay homage, or we think they're paying homage, to a jersey set that the Magic have not talked about in a very long time. We'll talk about the potential of these jerseys coming up here in just a moment. But first, it is crazy times. You know, it's the world of God. It's the world of men. It's hard times. That—that's a Hades Town reference. I don't know. I—I—I I, I found I found Hades Town somewhere on on YouTube, and I—I'm—I'm a sucker for Greek mythology. But one thing I am also a sucker for is good mindfulness and good uh, good use of meditation. And uh, it's it's always tough to quiet the voices in your head. Sometimes there's a lot of stress out in the world today, and so it's important that we take a moment and just breathe. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed, Headspace is a three-minute SOS meditation for you. Need some help falling asleep? Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and more than 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime, anywhere. You deserve to feel happier. And Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash locked NBA. Again, that's headspace.com slash locked NBA for a free one month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. So head to headspace.com slash locked on NBA today.
0: Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: We got plenty more coming up on Locked On Magic the rest of the week. Of course, the Orlando Magic taking on the Charlotte Hornets in Thursday's game. We'll preview that game and what to expect from the Orlando Magic as their preseason comes to a close over the weekend on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. Stay with us throughout the course of the season for the latest on the Orlando Magic here on this daily podcast. Every single weekday, your latest on the Orlando Magic. The latest that's not yet confirmed, so I don't want to dive too deep into it or say with any authority that this is what it is, but... The Orlando Magic are going to get one more jersey this year. Um, They have, obviously, their regular set, the Association and Icon Editions, the the white and black jersey. Um, They'll have that blue Statement Edition jersey that they had from last year. And, of course, the orange Pinstripe jersey, the City Edition jersey. Unlike last year, though, after a year off, Nike is making Earned Edition jerseys. What are Earned Edition jerseys? They are an extra set of jerseys that go to teams that made the playoffs. See, wasn't making the playoffs worth it because we get an extra jersey. I don't know if people care about that stuff. But what's interesting, What these jerseys have not yet been formally announced. So I want to make that perfectly clear. We don't yet know whether the design is out. However, however, some of these jerseys did leak. OKC Tracker leaked the entire set of earned edition jerseys. Some of them are familiars. The green Jazz jersey is the Jazz's version. Some of them are new. The Heat's yellow jersey is ugly. And most of them are not that exciting. So we don't know if these are the real jerseys. But the Magic's jersey, honestly, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, the Magic's jersey is a white jersey with the Magic secondary logo, the kind of streaking streaking basketball logo, the numbers in the Magic's current font um, with blue trim. And more interestingly, and actually the, the part that I actually want to talk about, with stars kind of inlaid in the side paneling along kind of the armpit of the, the, the side of the jersey. Most Orlando Magic fans will say about any New Jersey jersey, It's not the pinstripe jerseys. The Magic's original jersey set that they wore from the 1990 through the 1998 season. No jersey is going to be that jersey. Those jerseys are universally beloved, not just by Magic fans, but by all fans. It is by far the Magic's best jersey. They got it right on the first try, and and they unceremoniously kind of dumped them. The Magic kind of have been chasing this jersey forever. Every jersey design that they have, or every new jersey design that they have, um, at least since 2009, has incorporated pinstripes in it. The Magic's current jersey set, the Association and Icon Edition jerseys that they've worn since 09, um, are essentially a, an attempt to do a sort of modern version of the pinstripe jerseys. Um, and they have were met and are still met with indifference isn't the right word, but mixed reaction. I think a lot of people have more problems with the font rather than the jersey design. Um, I don't think a lot of people are the fans of the Magic's current font. But regardless of any of that, the Magic do try to incorporate pinstripes in all of their jerseys. I believe pinstripes are actually incorporated in the Magic's current statement edition jerseys along the hem of the, along the pants where the where the star is. And so, every 5 years when the Magic entered anniversary season and become eligible for a classic edition jersey. That's the rule about classic edition jerseys you can only have them every 5 years. The Magic essentially rotate between their three reg- regular original jersey designs, whether it's the white version, the black version, or the blue version, which personally I think is the best version of the Magic's jersey that was debuted during the 1995 season. What's been happening, though, among Magic fans that I've noticed, at least in my conversations, is that more respect is getting paid paid to the Magic's second jersey design. When the Magic switched jerseys in 19, for the 1999 season, the 10th anniversary season, the jersey design they came out with seemed relatively plain. It was Magic in the Magic's original font across the front of the jersey um, with kind of blue trimming. It was either pure white jersey or blue jersey with some black pinstripes along the side. And these jerseys all of a sudden had something a little bit different about them. There was sort of a holographic inlaid star pattern within them. And while these jerseys are not as classic as the 1995 jerseys, certainly Magic did not do much in the playoffs wearing these jerseys, they have quietly gained a little bit of a cult following among Magic fans. I, I do like these jerseys. Outside of the Magic's original jerseys, these are my favorite jerseys. In fact, I, I could pull up my jersey ranking list here if, if you give me a sec. Um these these jerseys I think are very 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 underrated. And I think that these jerseys deserve a little bit of an homage. They deserve the this recognition. They deserve this throwback, this call out if you will. If not, giving them sort of the whole throwback treatment instead of the original pinstripe jerseys. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that these jerseys are better than the original pinstripe jerseys. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go look it up. I'll I'll try and put some photos up on orlandomagicdaily.com as well. These jerseys are nice. They are good. But they're not as good as obviously the best jerseys. I actually have these jerseys, the star the, the white jersey I had as my fifth when I did my jersey rankings for OrlandoMagicDaily.com last year, I had the star the white jersey, the 1999 to 2003 white jersey as my fifth best jersey in magic history. I went a little controversial. I put the blue jersey as my second best jersey in magic history. I really like those blue jerseys. I think the star definitely pops a little bit um, on the blue jerseys as opposed to the white jerseys. So these jerseys are very much on par. And whether the Magic could duplicate that star design, that inlaid holographic star design or not, is certainly a question. I, I think one of the reasons that the Magic moved away from these jerseys is that those that design became heavy when 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 wet. I think that's actually a reason why the Magic moved away from the original pinstripe jerseys. Because um, if you've ever actually worn one of those original pinstripe jerseys with with the lettering sewn on, um, as they did back in the day, it was heavy. It got heavy. It was a lot of weight. Wa- oh, the, the Magic was very big, a lot of different elements. That, that jersey got heavy. So I, I'm not completely surprised that the Magic moved away from that jersey. If, if, if I were guessing, that's why the Magic moved away from that original jersey design and why the Magic ultimately changed away from the star design that they came out with shortly after. But it is good to see that this this jersey, and again, the star, this whole star thing, was something that was unique about the Magic logo. The Magic obviously don't have an animal that can represent them. So this was always a unique design element within the jersey. Um, And I'm glad to see that the star is back for the City Edition jerseys this year, for the Orange City Edition jerseys this year. Um, And it should always be an element of the Magic's logo and the Magic's jersey. And doing it this way is a way to pay proper tribute to a jersey design that has kind of gotten lost to history. Only kind of the hardcore Magic fans talk about it. But it is making a comeback. It is getting its due respect. And so maybe we'll see it out on the floor again. I'm not betting on it. The Magic know what their moneymaker is, and that's the original pinstripe jerseys from the mid-90s. But... We are kind of overdue for a jersey overhaul. The Magic have worn the same jerseys, the same basic jersey set, since the 2009 season—more than 10 years. This is actually now the, the jersey set that the Magic are wearing now: the Association Icon Edition jerseys, the, the classic blue, the classic black, and now white and white jerseys. They've worn that jersey set or that jersey design longer than any other jersey in Magic history. Now, so I think the Magic are due for a little bit of a brand update. So maybe the star jerseys come back. I don't know. We're going to come back, though, and talk a little bit more about basketball proper and what the team has to do as they get set for the regular season and a little bit more about margins for error, something I know I have talked about a lot on the show. But first, got to get to the end of the show, and that's always a little bit tricky and a little bit difficult. So we're going to burst through our wall with Built Go. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. They're easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put them anywhere. It's the energy. uh, It's the the best workout gel on the market and it can go with you anywhere. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein which is fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast and it's easy on the stomach. It's loaded with good stuff to ignite your work like beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built go then kicks in to keep you going stronger with B6 and B12 vitamins. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up
1: NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week, plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning in to the preview of the Southeast Division to get the lowdown on what is quietly becoming a not terrible division in the NBA. Southeast Division has been pretty bad for a while, guys. But, but but there's there's a couple teams that might make the playoffs. There might be multiple teams in the Southeast Division in the playoffs for a second straight year. Who knows? Maybe there'll be three. Let's not get let's not get greedy here. Tune in to the Locked On NBA podcast all week for our NBA previews from all the hosts of the Locked On Podcast Network, including me with Locked On Magic. One thing that I have often talked about though, when it comes to the Orlando Magic, is margins of error for error. And this is a genuine problem for the Magic. This team has always sort of been on the knife's edge. Could tip one way or the other. Could go one way or the other. Could become a playoff team. Could be a team that breaks through and 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 is capable of defeating and playing with some of the best teams in the NBA. Or could be a team that has the bottom drop out. I've often told people that I could see this team competing for 60. I, I honestly could. I am, I'm not kidding about that. I don't think it's likely, but it could happen. But I could also see this team finishing with the worst record in the NBA. And that's all about margins for error. Every team in the league has a tipping point. Look at the Golden State Warriors. They were without Klay Thompson for the year. They lose Stephen Curry four games into the season. And all of a sudden, the Golden State Warriors go from a team that essentially ruled the decade to the worst team in the league, the worst record in the league. Really think about that. How, 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 you know, a lot of things had to go wrong for Golden State, mind you. But every team has that tipping point. And it's just about making that tipping point be as many dominoes as possible. If the Magic should have had a goal this offseason, it was to reduce their margin for error, to make it so it would be harder for the floor to drop out, thus also increasing their potential to become a succeed, to become a team that competes for home court advantage. And honestly, the disappointment of this offseason is that that didn't happen. The Magic didn't make it certain that their margin for error was larger. The Magic faced a lot of the same problems and issues that they've had throughout the entire throughout this entire rebuild and certainly since Steve Clifford took over. They have to play a certain way. As Steve Clifford says, we have a way to play. Well, the Magic have to play that way. You want to go back and talk about Sunday's game and why Sunday's game was disappointing? It's because the Magic did not play the way that they need to play in order to win games, in order to be a successful team this season, to be a team that picks up the kind of victories and the kind of wins that ultimately will make or break their year. This Magic team doesn't have a guy that can bail them out. They're going to need two or three of their best players playing well all the time. And if someone gets hurt, then the team's in trouble. Take a look at how the Magic played this weekend. Now, granted, the Magic were running preseason rotations, so there's a lot of platoon swaps. There wasn't a lot of crossover. It wasn't the rotations that the Magic will run during the regular season, But part of the Magic's problem is, in their nine-man rotation, they always need probably two of their starters, or one starter, and Terrence Ross on the floor at all times, just to keep the offense going. Just to maintain things. Until Cole Anthony proves otherwise, and maybe he will, maybe he won't. Until Cole Anthony proves otherwise, the Magic don't have a lot on their bench, I've come to believe that this team is more talented. I think this team has a lot of talent. But that talent isn't necessarily ready to produce at the levels the Magic need them to produce. And again, if Evan Fournier gets hurt, if Nikola Vucevic gets hurt, if Aaron Gordon gets hurt, if Terrence Ross gets hurt, if any of those key players, if Markel Fultz gets hurt, to be honest, if any of those key players misses extended time, the Magic are going to be in trouble. Go back to when the Magic lost Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon on the same day. Back at, back last November. That day felt like the Magic's playoff chances were slipping through their fingers. And it's honestly a testament to this team that they survived. In the 11 games that Nikola Vucevic missed, the Magic went 5-6. and six. And a lot of that was thanks to Evan Fournier carrying the team. And frankly, a lot of it was thanks to Jonathan Isaac upping his offensive game. Maybe he wasn't a, the 20-point score that maybe we all wanted him to be. That his scoring increased and he had, a, he had a big effect on those games, both offensively and defensively. It was a good moment for Jonathan Isaac. It was a moment where I think it was really confirmed that Isaac is going to be something. You know, Maybe he's not all the way there yet, but he was going to be someone that, that, could, that could be a major contributor for the team. I don't think the Magic have that luxury this year, though. If the Magic lose an Evan Fournier, who's going to replace him? Who's going to replace what he does? Is Cole Anthony ready to replace Markel Fultz if the Magic lose him? Who's stepping in for Nikola Vucevic with Mobamba out especially? The wrong injury to the wrong guy is going to turn this season upside down. Steve Clifford is going to do his best to make sure that doesn't happen. The fact that the Magic made the playoffs last year is a testament to what Steve Clifford did and how good Steve Clifford is at establishing a foundation and giving a, a, a team space to grow. It really is. I have nothing but respect for what Steve Clifford did last year. But that's not going to be enough. Ultimately, as we look at the bigger picture, the Magic need to increase their margin for error. At this point, if Orlando has an off night, they're going to get beat. The mark of good teams, and this was true, especially during the 09 and 10 seasons, was one of the big things I learned during the Magic's finals runs in 2009 and 2010, the mark of a really good team is they will beat you when they don't have their best stuff. Their B game is still good enough to beat most teams. Right now, the Magic's B game, yeah, there's some teams they could beat when they play like that, but not very many. And that's, frankly, at the heart of the Magic's problems, of the Magic's development problem, team building problem. That's at the heart of the problem. Now, the Magic don't play very many C games. They don't play very many D games. And that's a testament to Steve Clifford. But they need to be able to win games when they're not at their best. And they, frankly, just don't have the personnel to do it. And if one thing goes wrong, the whole bridge collapses. And that's still the biggest concern entering the 2021 season, as it's been a concern throughout the course of Steve Clifford's tenure and dating back to when, frankly, Dwight Howard was here. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalai, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMAGICDAily. That's good to do for me today. though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.